Hi, this is Elaine. We've hosted guest experts on impactparents.com every week since 2011. And since 2017, they've been podcast style interviews. Now we're dipping into those archives to share these fascinating conversations with leading world experts on the Parenting with Impact podcast. Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Elaine and Diane are certified coaches with personal experience raising children with challenges such as ADHD, anxiety, and more, and extensive experience in guiding parents to raise their complex kids with confidence and calm. On the podcast, Elaine and Diane interview experts, bringing you cutting-edge information about your child's challenges, teach you real-life strategies to create lasting change, and demonstrate how coaching can guide you to parent your complex kids one conversation at a time. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Welcome, everybody. It's Elaine Taylor-Klaus with Impact ADHD, your online resource for parenting complex kids. And I am having a conversation today with my friend and colleague, Dr. Ari Tuckman. Ari, I'm so glad you're here. Hi. Hello. It's always awesome to hang out. It's always awesome to hang out. We always have a great conversation. We were just talking about that. So Dr. Ari Tuckman is a PsyD. He's a psychologist. He's also got an MBA. He's a great presenter and speaker on ADHD, and he's the author, author of several books, Understand Your Brain, Get More Done, More Attention, Less Deficit, uh, and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD. And he has just done a huge amount of work. We got to work together a lot on when we were serving together on the board of directors of Chad. Um, and he has been for many years the, the one of the co-chairs of the national or international Chad slash ACO now slash at a conference on ADHD that happens every November. And so he's a psychologist in private practice and gives a huge amount to the to the national and international ADHD community um, and has a, a great wealth of wisdom to offer. So Ari, thanks for being here. And today we are going to talk about um, sort of managing chaotic times in the life of a family with ADHD. So where do you want to start us off? So I guess let's just start most broadly in that, you know, every family faces times that are more chaotic, more stressful, more everything. Um, So like what kinds of times are we talking about? You know, so given the timing of this, kind of heading into the holidays, that throws, you know, a couple monkey wrenches into the works of whatever the standard procedures are to get through a day and get through a week. Um, But it could be like ending school, it could be starting school, changing jobs, changing grades, um, I don't know, a new babysitter coming in or out. You know, all of these are things. Even new medication, right? Like almost any transition that we experience as a family has that risk and, and tendency to create a little chaos in our lives. Yeah. 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 That there's kind of ripples that, that take place. So, so I think that on the one hand, I think it's helpful just to kind of recognize this, that, you know, sort of know it, understand it, expect it, so that when things get a little bit wonky, you don't, you know, sort of freak out and make it worse. So to just sort of understand like, okay, there's a bit of a new way. It'll, the dust will indeed settle. We just got to know it's coming. But I think that especially for some families who are already a little bit, I don't know, 
shall we say, on the edge of chaos under the best of circumstances or under which, more which typical? Which many of us are all the time, just yeah. saying, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, like if you're already a bit on the edge, it doesn't take more than kind of a puff of a breeze to kind of, you know, perhaps knock you over that edge. Yeah. So, you know, so I think then it's just, but I think that what happens is that, you know, we have certain kind of routines and habits and patterns that are generally helpful, not necessarily always, but like generally they are in the sense of like, you know, presumably you don't wake up in the morning and everybody looks at each other and says, yeah, so who's making breakfast today, right? Like probably there's something of an expectation. It may not always be, but like mostly we can all sort of understand how breakfast is going to go down. So we don't need to figure it out from scratch. <laughs> Although it's I will say, I do want to interrupt to say that in, mm -hmm. in our families often like breakfast is often the most chaotic time of right. the day, right? So... Fair enough, and maybe that's that's a chaos time we want to be managing. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's the a point of intervention, right. potentially. So, right. but you know, what happens is we hit a transition time. Something changes. Something's different. You know, all of a sudden, it's a whole different ball game. Of like, well, I don't know. I was always making breakfast when everyone was going to school, but now that there's camps and there's different times, and there isn't a school bus. Maybe it's going to be different. Or now we're all home for Christmas break. Now what's going to happen? Or we're visiting grandma and grandpa. Now what's going to happen? You know, so it's sort of like it forces us to actually question and think about what we're going to do. And that can be good if you're like, well, actually, let's think about it. Is, is this the best? This is what we've been doing. But does that still work here? But it takes extra processing power. It takes extra thought and extra communication to figure out, like, what are we doing? You know, so like, well, when well, are the bedtimes if we're at grandma and grandpa's two time zones over? And you, you have know? to set the intention of thinking about it. Like, even before you plan it, you have to stop and recognize that it's a transition time that needs to be planned, right? Yeah. yeah. Or addressed. Yeah. And that, of course, presumes that you have a little bit of that kind of a luxury of a small space of time and energy and mental, you know, focus to say, huh, what are we going to do about you know, this trip we're taking over the holidays? What are we going to do about the new college semester? So yeah, I mean, you know, so it becomes sort of one of those potentially kind of bad to worse scenarios that if you're just barely hanging on dealing with stuff as it's coming at you, it doesn't give you that time and space to think about what's further down the road and coming at you next. Well, and you know what jumps out at me is that for so many of the parents that we work with, they're struggling just to get those initial routines in the in place in the first place. Yeah. And then every time you feel like you may have gotten it, something's going to change. And there you are up in the air having to start over again. Right. And so that can be a little discouraging. It definitely can be. I mean, I totally get that. But I think at the same time, like, I don't know, like I'm a big subscriber to this idea that like you're always learning, you know, yeah. and that even if it is a whole different situation, a whole different routine or whatever, I don't know. Like, I still feel like we've learned some things from the last batches of routines and habits. Like, what worked better? What worked worse? How do we know ourselves a little bit better? How do we know each other a little bit better? What tools and systems have we figured out before? What can we borrow from the past? Yeah. What do we want to throw away because it didn't maybe even work then and we need to find something better? So hopefully you're a little bit wiser and, and smarter from the experience. Well, what we always say is the solutions are in the successes, right? So if mm -hmm. you look and say what worked before, then you can sort of map over to this new space. Yeah. If you think and, to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And sometimes it's going to be 
five days later where you're like, oh, that is, this isn't working. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay. So rather than beating yourself up over the last five days, focus and like draw those lessons from the past and focus instead on, okay, but what can I do today? Or what can I do tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Um, and because that beating yourself up doesn't actually make anything any better. Right. Quite the contrary. So just to sort of recap where we are so far, what I'm hearing is when transitions times happen, set the realistic, and I'm sort of pulling from our model here, but to put it in that model, set mm-hmm. the realistic expectation that you're going to have these changes and transitions. Yeah. Right. Set the intention to go into those transitions mindfully or consciously. Yeah. Right. Take a little time and space if you can to plan it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't remember to do that in advance, when you notice it, don't beat yourself up, but say, yeah. okay, here's where we are. Where do we go from here? Yeah. Like do and it now. Map over what you've learned from previous successes. Yeah. And a little right. bit of sort of pausing and thinking forward of, okay, so definitely would do some things differently this time if I had to do it again. What are these little gems of wisdom to tuck away for next time we're in this situation? Yeah. You know, so a little bit of kind of planning forward of sort of noticing now and planting the seeds for later. Right. So it will be a later. Because it's going to happen again in a couple of weeks or months. There's always a a later. There's always another. So that and setting the expectation that that family life is going to be a certain, there's a certain amount of chaos you're just going to have just because it's family and all these people. And um, so one of the things that I expect I would hear if I were having this conversation one-on-one with some parents would be something like, but I was told to be consistent. All the experts say we're supposed to be consistent. How can I be consistent when? Right. How do you respond to that? You're one so, of those experts telling them to be consistent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to those experts. Right. So, so I think there's a difference here between being consistent and being rigid. Great. And, you know, so yeah, generally try to be consistent with a little bit of forgiveness for yourself and a little bit of forgiveness for your kid or your spouse when they're not as consistent as they should be. But I think also, I think it's totally acceptable to say, so look, guys, I understand, you know, like when we're at home and it's normal school week, like, you know, bedtime's at nine, but, you know, it's a different situation and, you know, we can't really do a nine o'clock bedtime because like we're traveling or the cousins are coming in late or everybody's together. So, you know, this is going to be one of those exception times and blah, blah, blah. So like, I think that you can just sort of like, I don't know, be just honest about what the situation is. I mean, your kids are going to notice what it is anyway, you know, and if you don't communicate some of that, then you're not, you don't necessarily know what lessons they're drawing. From yeah, it, you know, you know what you want them to draw, but not what they're drawing. Right, right, right. So, so I think that's fine. You know, like to sort of acknowledge it, and you know, and but say like, but here's the deal: once we get home, like you know, we're, we're, we're going not back. doing. Yeah, we're not doing three desserts after dinner um, when we go back home. But you know, now like, okay, fine, whatever. It's holidays, <laughs> or we're away on vacation, or whatever. <laughs> or grandma, you just can't can't manage grandma. You know. Yeah. Yep, got a tackler. So. Right. so I hear here, there's what we like to call flexible structure, right? Yes, mm. there's, structure, there's structure, but you have to have some flexibility in it. You know, it's not yep. about being rigid. And really being conscious, open communication and transparent about here's where we are and this is what we're managing now. And what comes up for me as you're saying this is that, you know, part of our job as parents is to raise these kids to learn to 
become self-managers and decision makers. Yeah. So what you're offering by saying, okay, we're going to make an exception now, but here's how we manage and having these conversations and the transparency actually teach, gives these kids a glimpse into that metacognitive process the parents are going through. Yeah. Which, so can the kids map that? Can they learn from that? I think they can, you know, and I think you're absolutely right. I mean, that really is a kind of higher level on this is it's not just here is the decision I've made. Now you as the kid try to sleuth out the process by which I got there. But it's to really be kind of transparent. And sometimes even to sort of debate it a little bit out loud, either to your, you know, with yourself or with your partner of like, well, I don't know. Do I want the kids to stay up later? I mean, maybe, but you know, I'd like them to spend more time with the cousins, but I'm worried that they're going to be grumpy tomorrow. So, you know, is that going to be worse? Like, I, I don't know. So, but to sort of help them see behind the curtain a little bit, yeah. because, because exactly as you said, you want them to learn that process because it's the process that will serve them in the new situations that they're in versus if you say in this situation, do this and that situation, do that. But then what if they find themselves in a new situation with different yeah. twists and different nuances? So you want them to be able to think it through in a more complex kind of a way. Well, I have to laugh as you were saying that I was thinking about, uh, uh, and I use the word strategy in quotation marks, right? But a strategy that, that my husband and I use for years still, we use it all the time. We taught the kids what we called rock and roll lifestyle. Hmm. And that was the notion that, okay, we may be up late tonight because you really want to do this or this or because the cousins or the whatever it is, and you still got to get up tomorrow and do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there are times where as a family, we'll make a decision about something and it's like, okay, guys, this is a rock and roll lifestyle choice, you know? And once we figured out that the rock and rollers don't sleep in all day, they actually get up the next day and get on a plane or get on a bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really helped us sort of. And so the kids bec- have learned to think about, do I want to stay up late and go to that midnight movie? Because mm-hmm. um, I still got to get up at seven in the, mor- the next morning. Right. Yeah. So it's teaching them that skill set. Yeah. And I think that that's great. I think that, you know, to say rock and roll lifestyle, it's this great little shorthand for, you know, like, is the value of this experience worth the cost that will come with it? And by the way, let's not pretend there isn't a cost, you know? Right. So, but I mean, there are times where I'll go to a concert like during the week because like that's when the band happens to be there. And, you know, I'm definitely getting home past my bedtime. Let's just leave it at that. So like, but that's a choice I made. And sometimes I don't where I'm like, you know what? Mm, That'd be cool, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not into that band enough to go do that. But sometimes I am, or we'll take my son to some performance that's going to be late. It's like, yeah, but this is really cool. So it's worth it. So, so yeah, but it's that, it's that sort of being honest with yourself about the benefits and the costs. And I think it's that sometimes where we get ourselves into trouble is we kind of lie to ourselves about the cost of like, oh, they'll, they'll sleep <laughs> so late. True. No, they never sleep late. They wake up <laughs> earlier and they're more grumpy, right? right. Let's just be clear <laughs> right. about what we're getting. You know? and, that's, and you can make that choice, but you want to make an informed choice. Yeah, exa- like I don't care what choice you make. Just be honest about it. You right. know, it's kind of like, oh, I think this ice cream is, is, isn't this the low-cal ice cream? You're like, no, this is the even extra Full calories fat, ice cream. Right, right, <laughs> right. So, so and if it's delicious and it's worth it, it's worth it. But like, let's not kid ourselves about what it really is. Right. 
All right, we're going to pause for a minute because I want people to find out more about you. Now you guys know why I love interviewing and hanging out with and talking to Ari. Ari, how will people find, this is Dr. Ari Tuckman, how can people find out more about you? Probably the best thing is to go, I've got a couple of websites, but one of them is um, adultadhdbook.com. And I've got information there about my book. I've got my podcast episodes and other things of that sort. So that's probably your best, unless you're right here in the area, that's probably your best place to find information about me. Okay. So adultadhdbook.com. And also on impactadhd.com, there's several articles and interviews and with Ari and there are, and all of his books are there as well. So you can go to the recommended reading carousel on the, on the website and get his book from there as well. All right. We have about a few more minutes. Uh, what came up for me in that last part of the conversation was I loved this, this notion of is the value worth the cost? But what if the value is worth the cost to the parents, but not to the kids? So what if yeah. the kids are like, I don't want to go to grandma's, you know, like, I don't want this transition. What then? And that is absolutely a common scenario. Yeah. So, or like when I tried to convince my wife that she and our 10-year-old should come with me to a particular band concert a couple of weeks ago, she did not feel the value was, was there. So <laughs> At the, the end cost. of the school year, I can't imagine why she would. Yeah, been. I know. It was great. But, right. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I mean, I think that, so on the one hand, I think perhaps you talk to your child about like, okay, so here's why I think the value is there. Here's what I think is good about it. Yes, indeed, I acknowledge the cost, and I'm going to try to kind of convince you to see it the way that I see it. But you know what? Sometimes, you know, like sometimes they're not going to buy it either because either their priorities are different or it's just, I don't know, for whatever reason, they're just not buying it. But like, whatever, we don't get everything we want. And there's a reason why our kids live with us until they're young adults. It's because, you know, like if you leave kids to themselves, they will not survive in the wild, you know? So, <laughs> um, so it's our job sometimes to be that person who thinks about the future and weighs the, the pros and the cons, evaluates the risks and says, sorry, you know, you can't do that or sorry, you got to do this. Right. Well, and in the context of that, you know, I, I often have this conversation about it tends to be fruitless to try to convince our kids to agree with us. Right. right. So, and where we get really stuck as parents often is that we want them to, we want them to understand and agree with why we're making this choice. Right. And I think what I'm hearing you say is sometimes you're going to make the choice and this is how we handle it and this is what we're going to do. And they don't have to like it or agree with it. Sometimes they just have to do it. And, yeah. and you may give, you may throw them a bone and say, and when we get back in town or right. you know, after exams or whatever it is, we'll handle this differently. But this is what we're doing for right now. Yeah. Right. And I think there's something, you know, and sometimes it's, it is just like, look, sorry, dude, you just got to do this. Like we're going to grandma's, that's it. And it's just sort of like, we're not, we've gone around and around a few times, nothing new's coming up, we're done. But sometimes it's a thing, and this is a thing we run into at my house, where it's like, fight, 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 don't want to do it, blah, blah, blah. And then, oh my God, surprisingly, you had a good oh, time. So much fun, right? right. Can we please write this down and remind ourselves next time we have this discussion, right? But, you know, but I don't know. I mean, sometimes you just got to take one for the team. And like, we're nice to each other. We're generous. Sometimes we do things, you know, like sometimes I watch a show mommy wants to watch. I'm not that into. Sometimes she listens to what I think are awesome bands that she thinks are terrible. Like whatever, like we're nice, we're generous. Sometimes we do good things for each other. And I'm just asking you, like, I just need you to, to go with me on this one. 
Right. Yeah. Do me that. And here's what I'll, I'll throw out though, just as I was listening to you say that, is there's sometimes where we're going to say to our kids, you just got to do it. And then there's sometimes where part of dealing with a chaotic life in the family is to say, wait a minute, this kid's got exams. She's got this, she's got that. She doesn't have to go to grandma. She can stay home. Yeah. Right. I mean, sometimes it's, it really is about, particularly as they get older, understanding that they have a life too and they have things in their life and responsibilities and friends and obligations and and part of our planning and navigation needs to be taking into account who they are as young growing adults right yeah yeah and some of it is you know without being totally tit for tat about it but to say you know what you came with us to this other thing or last time we went so okay i will let you you know, stay home this time. Yeah. Um, assuming it's like safe and reasonable, you know, but sometimes also, you know, if it's a thing of like, Oh, I don't want to go blah, blah, blah. You know, and then you're like, dude, I think, you know what, you're going to feel it. once we get there and we're having fun and you're sitting here by yourself, I think you're going to regret it. You're going to feel bad that you're not there. You're going to feel lonely that you're missing out or whatever, but yeah. like, I'm not going to fight you and I'm not going to tranquilize tranquilizer dart you and you know tie you up and stick you in the car so like if you don't want to go that's fine but like that's on you yeah and then you know afterwards when they're upset then it's like yeah well i know bummer you know, man like, yeah <laughs> yeah like dude i i tried to talk to you this is what it is so yeah and that sometimes our kids have to learn as we all do learn lessons in real life and yeah. as long as it's you know nobody's losing a finger that's fine yeah. Well, and to, and to have that conversation with compassion, not judgment, yeah. right? To be able to yeah. say, I'm a bummer and I know you're disappointed instead of see, you should have, right? right? And that approach right. will shift a lot of... Yeah, lot because of then, because if you take that better approach, they're focusing on the choice they made, not the fact you're being a jerk. Yeah, like That's exactly. not the takeaway you want them to have. Right. Yeah. All right. So we need to wrap this up. Any like sort of final word of wisdom or what it's one thought you want people to take away. We started with talking about chaotic times in the life of a family with ADHD and sort of morphed a little bit to talking about, you know, those choices of value versus cost when we make chase changes in, mm -hmm. in our schedules. Right. So yeah. what do you want to leave us with? I think, you know, the thing that I would emphasize here is keep your eye on the big picture that, you know, everything we're doing moment by moment, it's all about like, you know, sort of fear not, you'll get another shot at it, you know, yeah. and it's all about kind of learning lessons and applying them forward. And it's about teaching our kids to do the same thing. Great. I love it. Thank you, Ari, for being here so much. I really enjoyed it. Always fun. Our guest has been Dr. Ari Tuckman. He's the author of several books on ADHD. You can find out more about him at adultadhdbook.com and on our website at impactadhd.com in the recommended reading section, as well as several articles and, and interviews. And I just want to thank you all for being here, for the, the work you're doing, the consciousness you're bringing to your, your role as parents. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time. Take care, everyone. You've been listening to the Parenting with Impact podcast with Elaine and Diane. For more information on the Impact Parents community or to join Sanity School for Parents, please visit impactparents.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.